You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today we're going to look at five quick and effective ways that you can quit busy working and have more fun, freedom and flexibility in your business. And this is the first in a season of episodes that focuses on growing your business and your revenue, which is really important and it's a great goal to have at the start of the year. So are you a small business owner and you're regularly feeling overwhelmed at all of the things that you have to manage every day, every week, every month? Does it sometimes feel hard and exhausting and like you're just spinning your wheels? Do you get bogged down in tasks that don't actually achieve anything? Well, let's take a step back from that and map out five quick and effective ways that you can significantly improve your work-life balance and therefore grow your business more easily. My goal for you in this episode is to just simply help you to have the impact that you want in your business more easily and with less stress to avoid burning out. And so I'm going to cover five key points today. But first, a bit of backstory, just so that you can see how this episode evolved. When I first started running a business back in 1995, 96, I was a biological scientist with no idea or experience about the ins and outs of running a business. I was working closely with the founder. I was pretty much a co-founder of the company and I was in a managerial role. And as we worked together to set the business up and start attracting clients, I intuitively started seeing that we should be doing and could be doing to be more efficient and effective and professional and profitable. For example, not writing invoices out by hand on a pad of paper and then typing them out manually in Microsoft Word. (laughs) That wasn't me, that was the other person in the business. We needed to charge clients for photocopying and printing and add that to the invoices. We needed to have professional-looking stationery and proposal templates. And then as our client base and our staff grew, there was so much more to know about running a business and, and in handling people and workload so that we didn't have a boom and bust cash flow And so I found myself flying by the seat of my pants in business, trying to manage all of the little details and often feeling like an imposter who had no idea what they were doing. Does that sound familiar? Also at that time, it was the dawning of the internet. It was when emails first came out. And so the learning curve was really steep and we were trying to figure out what being online meant and whether we needed an email address or a website and a whole bunch of things. And the thing is, it doesn't matter when you start a business, whether it was back then or right now, there are a lot of complex things and a lot of challenges that you can't foresee. You can't make a plan and know exactly what's going to happen in the next three to five years because so many things change. Your clients change, market forces change, discretional spending changes, fads and trends come and go and all of these things influence your business. And so for that reason, you can know a lot of things about business, but you also have to let a lot go. And a huge part of the journey to succeeding without burning out is learning how to trust yourself and back yourself and know that you have the ability to cope with all of the curveballs that come up, and there will be many. So really what I'm saying is at the core of relaxing and enjoying your business is trusting yourself. It's backing yourself. It's knowing that you can cope no matter what. And right now, in this minute, I'd like you to think back and reflect on a time when you totally trusted yourself to cope, to find the right answer, to work it out, 
to attract clients, to get it done, whatever it is. How did you feel when you totally trusted yourself to do those things? And what is the consequence of you feeling that way? How do you feel when you trust yourself? What does that create? For me, trusting that I knew enough and that I could cope allowed me to take my foot off the pedal. And I don't mean slacking off. It meant that I could see suddenly that I was doing all this busy work that I didn't need to do and I could be more effective in using my time. And so what is busy work? Well, I'm going to define it as anything that sucks up your time for very little return. It's basically an avoidance rabbit hole and anyone can go down this rabbit hole, especially if you have any sort of fear or self-doubt or uncertainty. You go back into doing busy things that feel like you're productive, but you're not really. And that's it's a trick. It's your brain's way of keeping you safe. But what happens is if you get stuck down the rabbit hole of busy work, you often end up feeling like you're groping around in the dark for an answer. And that can create more fear and uncertainty because you're not actually doing anything concrete that's getting you traction. So what does busy work actually look like? Well, it could include things like constantly checking emails or constantly checking your social media profile during the day, spending a lot of time doing edits on your website to get the copy perfect or poring over blogs, doing more training courses so that you know enough, trying to perfect your elevator pitch and really anything else that gets in the way of you marketing to people and servicing clients. Because pretty much it's marketing to people and servicing clients and giving them that exceptional experience are the two things you need to do to create a profitable, viable and sustainable business. The other things are important, but they're not the heart and soul of your business. And if you find yourself doing those things, it's time to take a step back and make a change. And then the question is, what can you do to eliminate busy work? What can you do to stop wasting time to get rid of those low return on investment activities so that you can enjoy your work, be more effective, and therefore improve your business growth, your client base, and your revenue. I'm going to share five things that have worked for me. And because of doing these things consistently, I now work fewer days and hours this each week. I work now from Tuesdays to Thursdays with clients. I have greater clarity and focus on what needs to be done and where I'm going. I'm more efficient and effective. And I'm actually earning more money. So let's look at the five things that you can do. And the first is to create clear, specific goals for your business. Now, this sounds like a no-brainer, but a lot of people I know in business and a lot of my business coaching clients have not set any specific targets for their business. What that means is they don't know where they're going and they have no plan to get there. But flip that around and imagine that you were really clear on the outcomes that you wanted to realize in a specific time period. Then you'd be able to map out the steps to get there. And being clear on those numbers and those targets help you see you to manifest the outcome. For example, I was speaking to someone yesterday, I was coaching, and she had a goal of creating $200,000 this year in revenue. And this is not income, this is revenue, so before expenses. And I said, well, how are you going to do that? What do you know already? And 
right off the bat, she was able to list half a dozen things that totaled up to the income that she had set her sights on. And she felt this sense of ease because she knew it wasn't just this figure. She knew what she was going to do to get there. So that made things really easily. So how do you get those outcomes? Well, firstly, because you have a better understanding of the level of effort required to meet your goal, you know how to manage your time. Secondly, when you have that specific outcome goal, as I've just described in that example, you can reverse engineer them and say, well, what are the things that are going to help me to achieve that number or that outcome? What are the actions I need to take? What's the correct order of doing things? If you want some help with this sort of planning, go back to episode 227, 90-day business planning, for more info on how to do that. But in short, this first point is really saying that clear, specific goals and reviewing them regularly to make sure you're on track help you to decide in advance where you're going, what you're going to do to get there, and then all you need to do is follow the plan. You don't have to keep making decisions every week. You're just following your plan and tweaking and amending it as you go. And this is so much easier than trying to make it up as you go or doing it on the fly like I was originally. Gosh, that was stressful. The second thing you can do to enjoy being in your business and stop doing that busy work is to find ways to have more fun at work. And I want to illustrate this point of mine, this point with a client of mine who we'll call Tony. Tony was struggling in her coaching business with making videos and doing Facebook Live. So these are pre-recorded and live videos as part of her marketing. She really wanted to do the videos because she was good at talking and she's very presentable, but she was super nervous about it. She wanted to be perfect, did a hundred takes of every video, wanted me to review all of the scripts that she had written and kept trying to practice them and get them perfect without moving her eyes and all this other stuff. And she kept telling me how hard it was. She told herself she was no good at it. So what happens when you say statements like that to yourself? It creates and reinforces limiting beliefs. And so in one of our sessions early on, I asked her how she could leverage her strengths and make the task more fun to make it easier if it was something she really wanted to do. So Tony found her solution. She realized that by showing up nervous and being fussy about the details, she was creating a negative energy in her videos and they looked as awkward as they felt. Tony decided she'd find a way to have fun with the videos and to show up with confidence and conviction and a connection with her audience. Now, how did she do that? Well, it was easy as tapping into her bigger why. And that ended up being her passionate advocacy for women and women's health. As soon as she approached video making with that energy and that desire to make a difference, the words flowed. There was confidence in her voice. She presented beautifully and assertively and funnily enough, her fears melted away really quickly and she actually started looking forward to recording videos. And suddenly the shift in her energy created inquiries and engagement with what she was putting up on social media. And just as importantly, Tony was no longer spending hours preparing and perfecting scripts or worrying about the perfect lighting and hair and makeup. That was her version of busy work and she let go of it. And instead, she started showing up with that confidence and professionalism with a mission to change the world. 
And that one shift in thinking saved her around six to 10 hours a week. She started sleeping better. She had more time to self-care. She was more energized and she showed up with confidence. So think about the mindset work that might be required for you to have more fun in your business. There's another example I'd like to share with you too, and it's around business planning. I know a coach who doesn't like long, boring, written business plans. She just can't make herself plan that way. It's fair enough. It's tedious for her. So she didn't do any planning, but that was impacting her work. She wasn't consistently bringing in clients because she didn't have a plan of action. But one of her strengths is amazing creativity. And she decided it was going to be way more fun to create a one-pager with coloured bubbles highlighting her key goals and marketing processes and the packages she would sell for the year. It was a simple and fun way to plan and it resulted in more ease, flow, clients and revenue. And now she looks forward to planning. She sees it as a creative process that allows her to have fun in her business. So let's put this back on you. Where could you have more fun at work? Where could you get more flow? When you have fun, it creates flow, which helps you to feel just the right amount of challenge. It helps you to play your strengths, be more present and in the moment instead of fearful and worrying about the future, and to experience more of those beautiful positive emotions that help you to show up in a really attractive way to the people that you want to serve. The second way to quit busy work and have fun in your business is to set clear boundaries. Like you really need to do this. If you're working from a place of fear or lack or uncertainty, if you're starting out especially, you might find yourself falling into the trap of working late, staying up at night to finish things or tweak things, working on weekends, or making yourself available for clients on any day or at any time that suits them and being constantly on your marketing channels looking for leads. It's a little bit of a desperation kind of feel to it and it sets up that sense when people come near you. They're like, what is this person doing? They're always there. <laughs> and it's actually a bunch of energy leaks when you're doing all those sorts of busy work tasks. You're leaking energy and it's going to leave you feeling unfulfilled and drained and disheartened and maybe a bit desperate. And it's really important even if you're fearful and uncertain even if you can't see how it's going to all happen, the better way is to set some boundaries around your time. It might seem difficult, but that's just your brain trying to tell you that more time at the desk equals better outcomes. And we all know that's a lie. Having boundaries changed so many things for me. A few years ago now, I stopped working weekends. I set a clear cutoff time on weekdays. And this year, I'm only seeing clients and having meetings on three days a week so that I have time and energy to recharge. And now I'm actually making more money with fewer meetings and clients than previous. And I feel calm, centered and energized. And that's because the clear boundaries have not just allowed me to switch off from work, but they've allowed me to find more time outside of work to do things that light me up. Now, imagine for yourself working without guilt working without fear, knowing that you've set and upheld a boundary that's going to create trust, knowing that you have done enough and giving yourself the much needed time for decompressing and recharging. It's a total game changer. 
It changes the way that you show up to client meetings. Calm, present, confident, present, I should say, not present, confident, assured and professional. And it changes the way you sleep soundly and completely without a monkey mind and a to-do list. You're going to love going to work each day when you do this, knowing that that way of working is going to help you to feel like this. And that leads me to the next point. Once you've set those boundaries and you're maintaining them, what are you going to do with all that free time? (laughs) Well, if you're new to business, you probably have activities that you like to do. But if you've been in business a while and you've been working the grind and overworking, you might have kind of lost that part of your identity, that sense of yourself outside of work. And this is where creating the time is important because it allows you to do point number three, cultivating hobbies and connections that give you flow. That time outside of work gives you time to do that cultivation. And those are the things that meet your needs in other areas that are essential to your well-being. I believe that creativity is the opposite of stress. And when you have creative flow in your life, it counterbalances the demands in your daily work. And on top of that, Research actually shows that people who have more hobbies outside of work and a bigger range of hobbies end up being at the top of their professions, the best of the best, and the more diverse those experiences and hobbies outside their working life, the higher up they go in their profession. I'm going to share more of this exciting research in a future podcast, but it definitely strengthens the case for having a life outside of your business. Finally, point number five in having more fun at work and doing less busy work is simply about managing your mind. Your mindset is so key. And the last point is reframing the day-to-day. A lot of the time, having a tough time at work in your business is related to what you're thinking, or in other words, the sentences that you're saying to yourself each day. When things get tough, When you're unsure, when you face a challenge, the negative thoughts come out and the panic sets in sometimes and it creates a downward spiral and all of that takes up valuable time, space, energy and real estate in your head that you could be using more productively. I invite you to thought watch, to catch yourself each day thinking those things to yourself and then reframing them so that you're changing the conversation. You're creating a better quality conversation with yourself and with others. And that's going to make your work more pleasant and more enjoyable. Here's a little anecdote to help you, and I'll share another one after this too. I recently started back at the gym after several years of not going to the gym. And Those several years, that very long break was because I was doing activities, but many of those had dropped off. And the reality is I had a billion excuses not to go to the gym and reasons why I didn't like it. Obviously, that kind of thinking makes it impossible for you to get there. And so I never found the time and the excuses became self-fulfilling prophecies. But then I changed the conversation I was having myself. And as a result, I started to look forward to the gym and now... I'm finding lots of space in my calendar for the gym and I'm desperate to fit it in. Spaces that didn't exist a few weeks ago are now suddenly available in my calendar. Funny, huh? And the thinking was the problem. It made it impossible for me to get there. I never found the time to go to the gym. 
one of the conversations that I was having was about becoming the strongest I can be at 51 years old to be a role model for other women of my age, to apply my love of a challenge to see what's possible, to learn to, to embrace the hard because if it's not challenging, you're not changing. And that really resonates with me. And here's another example, marketing. Years ago, and you might recognise this voice in yourself too, I used to say, I hate marketing. I'm no good at marketing. Marketing's too hard. Guess where that got me? <laughs> Nowhere. And then one day I had some important realisations that marketing is actually just a coaching conversation, that marketing is an opportunity to be creative. It's a creative activity. That marketing creates important connections, that it offers hope, and it leads to the services that can create real and tangible change. Now I love marketing. And when I had those epiphanies, I became really curious about marketing. And it's one of the areas that I researched deeply on an ongoing basis because it's so closely intertwined with my two key loves of psychology and creativity. So actually, I spent a lot of time reading about, learning about and implementing marketing strategies and teaching them. You can see how some simple reframes have significantly changed my enjoyment of that part of my business. And marketing is a huge part of your business. Without it, you have no clients. So if you're not doing it or if you're not in a system that's referring clients to you, you need to change things up. So my question is, what are the negative things that you say to yourself and how could you reframe those things to totally change the game and what would be the benefits of you reframing those things i invite you to do that very important work so let's sum up today's episode sometimes work can feel like a grind and especially when you're starting out it can be hard or scary or if you're about to level up it can generate negative thoughts and feelings and a propensity to do busy work stuff that takes a lot of time for no outcome. And all of that saps your energy and affects your professionalism and the way you show up as a coach and as a business owner. But today we outline five things that you can do to make work more enjoyable to stop doing the busy work. Firstly, create clear and specific goals so that you have a very clear roadmap of the steps to take during the year. Second, find ways to have more fun at work so you improve the way that you show up and look forward to showing up. Third, set clear boundaries so that you get enough time off to recharge. Fourth, cultivate hobbies and connections so you can get into the flow and meet your other needs for well-being. And fifth, reframe the day-to-day -day negative thoughts, catch and change unhelpful thoughts so that you can be your best every day. And there's one last thought here. Don't expect every day to be perfect, amazing, wonderful and easy. Shit happens. Negatives are a part of life. But if your day-to-day -day focus is on cultivating good, positive, fun and lightheartedness, you'll be more resilient and better equipped with the inevitable curveballs in business and life and you'll tackle them more easily. I hope this has been useful and I look forward to seeing you next time. Take care and bye for now.